جود مورنينج ميشيغان صباح الخير ميشيغان احنا نبتدي الحلقه النهارده بفضل شاكر لا يا سامح احنا هنبتدي الحلقه فيروز نبتدي بفضل شاكر لا يا سامح فيروز ما كانت امبارح فيروز سامح التراديشن تبع البرنامج كل يوم ببلش فيروز تراديشن انجليزي انجليزي يا سامح وهو ده اللي عندنا طب بس عندنا حاجه مختلفه النهارده صباح الخير وكل الخير يهدي لك صباحا And good morning, everybody. It's Wednesday, October 21st, 2020, and this is the Ray Hanania Show. I am Ray Hanania, special U.S. correspondent for the Arab News newspaper and columnist and media consultant here in the United States. The Ray Hanania Show is brought to you on the U.S. Arab Radio Network on WNZK AM 690 in Detroit, Michigan, broadcasting through Michigan, Ohio, and Southwest Canada. It's proudly sponsored by the Arab News newspaper, where I write op-eds and news and features, and sponsored by many other businesses, organizations, and charities from the Arab American community. The Arab News newspaper is the Middle East leading English language print newspaper with editions in Saudi Arabia, Dubai, Japan, Pakistan, France, and bureaus in London, New York, and Chicago, where I am based. I love reading my stories in French. They actually translate them in the French. I'm going to learn Urdu, and I'm going to learn Japanese, too, okay? I, I guess I should learn Arabic, too, but, you know, what are you going to do? I'm a typical American. The U.S. Arab Radio Network was launched in 2005 by journalist and radio network founder Leila El Husseini in an effort to energize and empower Arab Americans. Joining me today during the first segment is Shadden Malley the campaign chairwoman and spokesperson for Marie Newman, who won the Democratic nomination for Congress in the 3rd Illinois District, which has the 8th largest Arab American population in U.S. congressional districts in the, in the country. Malley and I are going to discuss how Newman defeated longtime conservative Democrat Dan Lipinski and how Arab Americans played a significant role in that victory. During the second segment at the bottom of the hour, We're going to be talking with national political consultant Jeff Davis of Victory Media Group, which manages election campaigns and marketing and advertising for candidates across the country. We're going to focus in that discussion uh, on the battle between Biden and Trump and the uh, battleground states, uh, two in particular, that we'll talk about Michigan and Florida. They're very close and can decide the election. And we're also going to look at the uh, race between two Arab Americans, uh, Daryl Issa and Amar Kampanajar. This is the first time an election is being held where an Arab is guaranteed to win in the 50th district in California. Shadden, thank you so much for joining us this morning here at uh, the show. It's the Ray Hanania show. It's, it makes me feel weird because I'm not, I mean, I'm out there all over, but I, I wanted to call it Arab election radio coverage. But Shadden, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Ray, for having me. It's a pleasure. Um, and there's no better way that I'd like to spend my uh, Wednesday morning is uh, here with you talking about uh, election. You brighten our radio morning. show. Uh, People are watching because of you, not because of me. I can I, promise you that. Okay. I don't think that's the case, but thank you for having no. me. Now, before I before I, I want you to give us a little background about yourself, but I want to tell our radio uh, listeners and uh, people who are watching on the Arab uh, News Facebook page um, that Shadden is Palestinian American, just like I am. And, you know, for many years now, you're much far younger than I am, of course, but 
um, for many years, we were told to be doctors, lawyers, and engineers. And Shadden, you did what I did. You broke the mold. You went into political consulting. You went into media, which I think is phenomenal because communications is a power. Give us a little background about yourself before we dive into the election in the third district. Well, first, I think the most important thing is that I'm, I'm a mom of uh, two teenage girls. And um, because of that, I think that I, I really want to make sure that they have a, a wonderful and very uh, inclusive world to, to live in. And um, my background really is all over the place. I've, I've worked in healthcare right now. I manage my husband's practice. Uh, it's an endodontic specialty practice. So I've worked in healthcare um, and have seen some of the, you know, issues that have been going on with um, insurance companies and um, also worked in education um, when I first started out my career uh, as a, you know, while I was going to student to put myself, while I was uh, uh, going to college to put myself through school, I was an academic advisor. Um, and then also I worked in uh, blo- the, the recruitment industry in, in uh, job placement. Uh, and we specialized in C-suite level uh, executive search. And uh, we did placement uh, all over the country, specifically in the building and design industry. Um, what, and why did, you, why did you get into media and political consulting? Right. That, for Arab Americans, honestly, it's odd. It's unusual. Yeah. There should be more of us. And, and thank you for doing that. I know people tell me, Ray, thank you for your service serving during the Vietnam. No, thank you for breaking the mold with me and others to do this. <laughs> What well, right. so you know, so you know that uh, you know my family. You've known my family for forever, uh, decades. I know every Arab in the United States. I know every Palestinian. <laughs> you do, and you know my mom, who is yes, uh, a beautiful a lady, and she was a news reporter. She broke the mold back in oh gosh, the the seventies and and sixties uh, when she became the first uh, Palestinian American. Um, you know, journalist, news reporter for Jordanian TV. And she, um, as you know, she, uh, it was a very male-dominated industry. And um, she thought it was really, really important uh, to, you know, reflect the the Palestinian voice and, and especially the women's voice, um, you know, that we're underrepresented. And, in you know, especially in the Arab world that, um, you know, our voices a lot of times aren't emphasized and highlighted. So uh, my mom, from a very, very um, young age, taught me that it's important to speak up. And uh, we have a public uh, relations image, I think. We are so demonized in, in the, in the um, media, especially on, um, in the American media. It's changing now as more of us are, are going out there and, and speaking our truth, telling our story. Yeah, telling our truth. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to I want to give the fist bump, okay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for the power. Um, <laughs> that's right. And you know, especially for us Palestinian Americans. And um y- you know, we 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 usually hear just one side of the story about, you know, what's happening uh from one perspective, but we don't hear um the the narrative of of Palestinians uh living overseas and then um you know, why they've migrated here. Um, you know, in the early 1900s, a lot of people don't know that we are amongst the, the first immigrants to this country. And, and we've held here in this district, specifically District 3, we have what's called Little Palestine in Bridgeview. Right. 
And right. we helped build out um, some of the most uh, you know, successful businesses and, and social service agencies and humanitarian agencies that serve the whole community. I mean, not just uh, Arab Americans and Muslims. Uh, we serve everybody. This was the first time, I have to be honest, that I've seen Arab Americans really come together behind somebody like Marie Newman. Marie Newman is a phenomenal candidate. And, Mm -hmm. you know, in politics, it is a lot like baseball. We were talking about it. The incumbent, he was a nice guy, a little too conservative, but it's kind of a conservative district. I don't think he did a very good job of speaking to Arab Americans. So it's obvious that Arab Americans kind of turned to Marie. There were other candidates in the race, too. But what was it about Marie Newman's candidate that was that galvanized voters, uh, Arab Americans and others, to win this election? Right. Because that was a big deal. Winning the Democratic primary almost guarantees she will be elected November 3rd. Right. So as you know, in the 2018 um, election, she came within two percent of winning. And um, I think that and and for listeners, that's two that's about 2000 votes out of one hundred and five thousand that were cast, which is very significant. Yeah. And and I mean, she very close, very, very close margin. And people didn't expect for that to happen because it was what was, you know, labeled out there as the Lipinski dynasty. Um, with, yes. the, with the you know father at first, Bill Lipinski, and then a lot of people said that he handed over uh, the seat to his son, and his son was not as dynamic as as he was. That's for sure. And uh, more importantly, he didn't really represent our district. He um, our demographics are changing. He refused to speak to us about uh, some issues. As you know, you know you were saying that we have the eighth largest Arab American community in the country. I think uh, we have the largest Palestinian American community in the country. And he I think you're right. Yeah, I I think you're right. I think that is a fact. I think this has the largest group of Palestinians of any congressional district in the United States. I'm going to start pointing that out when I write these stories. Now, that's a good point. And because of that, I mean, we've approached him about some really important issues about some human rights uh, violations that are going on overseas um, with the uh, Israeli apartheid regime taking advantage of um, the the people they occupy, the Palestinian people. And um, we all know that the BDS movement has gained a lot of traction and has really uh, put the plight of the Palestinian people on the map. And um, Dan Lipinski was trying to criminalize our right to boycott. And that is our fundamental right uh, as as American citizens. He didn't he didn't seem to identify with any of the issues. Now, I never expect an elected official and I don't expect Marie Newman to agree with me 100 percent. I don't expect to agree with her 100 percent, but at least 75 percent with. And again, I I don't want to make this about Dan. He did lose the election. Uh, His fan. He comes from a great family. I've known him because I've covered Chicago politics for 45 years. Um, But. He didn't support any of our issues no. in the Palestinian community. Right. Marie Newman does, correct? She supports a lot of our issues. Bill, right? So, so we know yes. that uh, Lipinski co-sponsored the anti-BDS bill, and he didn't need to do that. I mean, that was didn't. A, You're right. a bold move, and it was in line with APAC's values. 
um, right. which are not in line with our values. And I believe a representative needs to align if he's going to represent our district here, where we have a large Palestinian community, that he needs to align with our, if he wants our support, uh, align with our values, which are not radical values. Our, our values right. support human rights, to support civil rights, support to support justice. So the fact that he didn't care and he denied and declined meetings with us to discuss yeah. you know, some of these issues, um, it, 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 it was a slap in the face. And um, yeah. I saw it as an opportunity to uh, when when Marie Newman came into the into the picture and wanted to run. Um, she was needed to be educated, too, on the Palestinian Israeli issue. And, and by the way, I mean, you all know that this is not the only important issue to uh, constituents. Right. It's not. But it is a significant issue. But you're right. It's not the only one. And I I, I knew the care. We care about education. We care about incentives for small businesses. Uh, We care about uh, refugees and and immigration reform. We care about all those issues. And uh, we we are here as Americans. Um, But, you know, and I should say, and at the same time, we care about uh, making sure that, that human rights are not violated anywhere in the world, uh, not right. just. There, there are a lot of there are a lot of uh, Congress is a great platform. I mean, you see Betty McCollum, you see Rashida Tlaib, you see Ilan Omar, um, a lot of uh, uh, candidates, Arab and American, who speak out about Palestinian civil rights. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have to agree on the direction of the peace process and all that, but there's some fundamental basics that. I, I never understood why Dan Lipinski never spoke out right. about the needs of Palestinians in this district. He's Polish American and I, I very close to his father for a long time because he was a Chicago alderman, mm-hmm. uh, a great guy. Um, but the son was so distant. He was very difficult to reach when it came to my own community. So it's just so nice to have somebody like Marie look at me and say, I know who you are and I know what your issues are. And she wanted to represent us on this issue. Now, uh, you know, and there was some controversy at first when um, we were educating her on, on BDS and, and, you know, um, the the main important issue for me, and I know a lot of Palestinians in the community was that we wanted to make sure that we we would never, uh, that we would always be able to, practice our right to to boycott because it is a fundamental civil rights uh, we boycotted south africa for how many years and we were encouraged to do that it was okay a foreign country how could we not boycott a foreign country right it's our right right. and you know now it's been uh it's been labeled as as anti-semitic and and we know which is not true right and states are trying to criminalize it and, and that is uh, against our values here, our democratic values in our country. So uh, Marie was very open to uh, listening to us and uh, represent, representing us on this issue. And she specifically, out of, I think, 250 new candidates, uh, she was the only one, political candidates, she was the only one to put on her website bills that she would support, like the Betty McCollum, I think it's right. the 2407, uh, right. 2407 or 2409, um, resolution that that you, that the, 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 that children could not be interrogated or detained unlawfully or, or forced into making confessions, um, and it's a it's another intimidation tactic that's used often. 
Um, Chad, let me let me interrupt us just for a second because we got to go to a break. Okay, my guest online with me is Shad Malley, campaign chairwoman and spokesperson for Marie Newman, who won the Democratic nomination for Congress in the third congressional district in March. And the third district has the eighth largest Arab American population in the U.S. of congressional districts and the largest Palestinian American population. Uh, of all congressional districts. And Shadden and I are going to be talking about uh, Marie Newman and the fact that she recognizes Palestinian rights. This is a first in Illinois um, from a congressional representative. We have so many Congress people that are so anti-Palestinian, like Brad Schneider up in the 10th district, uh, introducing laws to do things to restrict us. So these are things that we're going to be, that the community needs address, whether you agree with something or not, at least talk about it. And Marie Newman is talking about it. We're here at uh, the Ray Hanania show on WNZK AM 690 radio in Detroit, Michigan, proudly sponsored by the Arab News newspaper and the U.S. Arab Radio Network. I'm Ray Hanania. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll continue our discussion with Shadden Malley and the third congressional district in Illinois. We'll be right back right after these messages. Water covers 71% of the world, and the Arab News newspaper covers the rest. With breaking news from across the Arab and Muslim world, and the latest on Arabs in America. Get inside the headlines with expert analysis and insight at ArabNews.com. Join 5 million Facebook fans who stay in touch with the Arab News, the Arab world's leading English-language newspaper, online at ArabNews.com. Ziad brand quality products from our family to yours Ziad brothers importing offers the finest quality products including brands like sultan craft nestle hook rico picon donna and many more ask your retailer to carry these fine products because you deserve the very best for more information visit our website at www.ziad.com that's www.ziad.com Ziad quality products from our family to yours. Life is a nonprofit charity that's provided humanitarian aid and development to people and communities for over 25 years, regardless of race, color, religion, or cultural background. When disaster occurs here or around the world, Life for Relief and Development rushes in to provide food, medical aid, and shelter to those in need. Please help improve these efforts. Make your tax-deductible donation to Life now at lifeusa.org or call 248-424-7493. Get ready for an amazing experience at Ishtar Restaurant on 15 Mile Road in Sterling Heights. Enjoy excellent hospitality from owners Ali Abagdadi and Fatty Bonham serving the best in Mediterranean food. Try Chef Ali Abagdadi's famous shawarma, the best Iraqi grills and food, and the best Arabic and international dishes. Dine in our authentic atmosphere or take out. Call 586-698-2585 or check us out on Facebook. Ishtar Restaurant practices all CDC guidelines and is open every day, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Have an amazing experience today at Ishtar Restaurant, 3625 15 Mile Road, Sterling Heights. And welcome back to the Ray Hanania Show. I am Ray Hanania, U.S. Special Correspondent for the Arab News Newspaper, uh, the uh, leading English-language newspaper in the Middle East. Um, the show is brought to you by the U.S. Arab Radio Network on WNZK AM 690 in Detroit 
every Wednesday morning through the election. And I'm also here uh, on the second Fridays. I used to do a show here every Friday morning, kind of uh, just so many things I've been doing and writing and everything. Um, but uh, I'm back uh, every Wednesday morning. You'll catch us here with some great guests sponsored by the Arab News newspaper. And uh, our guest on the line, a phenomenal uh, activist, uh, somebody who's done so much in politics, and I'm really proud of Shed Malley, uh, campaign chairwoman and spokesperson for Marie Newman, who is uh, who won the Democratic nomination for Congress in the third district, which is 80 percent Democratic. It's a little conservative. So I assume the Republican candidate uh, that's running against her, Mike Frickalone, that Republicans have never won this district in, I'd say, 50 years. Um, but this district has the eighth largest Arab American population, probably the largest Palestinian population in all congressional districts. And Marie Newman is listening to us. And it's a testament to that, that one of her, you know, her leading spokesperson is Palestinian American. Right. So when she asked me to be her campaign chairwoman, um, it was a hard decision for me to make because we did have an Arab American, Palestinian American running. And um, that was, um, you know, I felt like I, I um, was taking an active stance and, and, you know, as being kind of the front facing person for the campaign. Um, but to me, Marie had a the strongest path to victory. Yes. Um, and and yeah. the reason for that is because she had some really some strong progressive groups supporting her um, here in this district and also across the country. And uh, those 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 progressive groups come with resources and they also come with with voting support, um, legs on the ground, volunteers and uh, you know, I, that was that was the reason why I supported her, because she she represented us on our issues. She gave us a platform um, and she, she could win and she and had she, a chance to win and she could win. So she you know, ran the last time uh, she ran the last election the last came, so came so close, so close. And I think if she didn't yeah. come that close, then maybe she would not yes. received so much uh, support from everybody. But everybody was pushing her to run. And I was on board with her for three years. So that that was and, and the, the was, coalition building aspect is so strong. We don't talk enough about that. Aligning ourselves right. with various minority groups, um, right. various social justice groups. Now, she has people on her campaign. She's the only one that has a uh, an interfaith peace and unity uh, coalition that we actually attended many different areas in the district where we would talk about the heavy the heavy, the issues that nobody else would talk about, that politically you are taking a risk when you talk about some of these issues. For instance, Islamophobia. We talked about what happened with um, Sharon Brannigan and the Take on Hate Coalition and, and how she's made some very derogatory remarks about Arabs and, and Muslims and is still uh, remaining as a prominent figure um, on the board. Now, just so you know, as you know, I disagree a little bit about that issue. Right. Um, I've talked to her. She's apologized. And I believe this is just me. Not everybody agrees with me, but I'd rather have somebody who didn't like me, who says goofy, stupid things and then recognizes their fault. So 
Well, that's here's the one problem issue. with that, right? And I'll just say it briefly. I get it. We still that's have right. very strong ties with Active America, which is the biggest hate group in, in the country. So, you know, apologizing, but still, uh, you know, being seen at events with them is is um, not uh, not really an apology. I mean, you got to change your behavior. But anyway, so so that was one panel discussion. We've we've had discussions about immigration reform. We've had right. a discussion about xenoph- xenophobia and also. But at least we've well, at least we've had these discussions. Right. At least we're having these discussions. Within, within under Dan Lipinski. Yeah. No. No, and and again, most uh, politicians would stay away from these issues and not make them a part of their platform. And Marie decided, right? And it's a it's a sign they don't care about us when they right. don't discuss the issue with us. Right. So right. even though we have a dis- disagreement about one issue and an agreement about a lot of others, the fact is we talk about it, and it's right. part and of our district. And you can't brush us aside. Yeah. Right. And how do we care? I mean, how do we build? Uh, influence and power on our issues unless we unite on all these issues that that bring us together so if um you know for instance the black lives matter movement what's happening right now like i i we have a member of our coalition christian perry who is a, a leader um and is bringing forth attention to what's happening and trying to uh, create police reform that's really important and he's part of our coalition and then we have arnie bernstein who's an author um, and uh, is a leader on, on a lot of um, what's happening with anti-Semitism. And he's a part of our coalition. And then we right. have uh, Berto Agoya, uh, who is um, also a leader on what's happening in the Latinx community. So when you unite under this umbrella, this progressive umbrella that, that, that really tries to speak up for the human rights and the civil rights of everybody, you become more powerful and you have more influence. Yes. And for the first time ever... We have suburban moms engaged on these issues. They care yes. about these issues. And when they make it an endorsement issue and they're, they're making their decision at the polls about these, these issues, then, then you become um, a powerful voting bloc as a movement. You know? So in Palestinians, our human rights issues, our civil rights issues, we fall within that. And, we and, and one, thing about, one thing about the Palestinian community, we respect women. We yes. support the role of women. We give them much stronger support. Um, and this could be debatable, but uh, it's a priority. The fact that she was the woman was a major influence for me right. in wanting to see her win. And um, I have and to talk- to one of the conservatives, too. Here, here's the thing. Now, you know, we all know Marie has very progressive values. And, right. and, and we have a large conservative Arab and Muslim. How does she deal with that? So um, the way she deals with that is, is everybody's civil and human rights needs to be recognized. So if, for instance, they come after the LGBT community and they tell them, hey, you can't do this and you can't do that. Well, then they're going to come to us as Muslims and, and, and say, you can't pray like this. You can't you can't do that. So I, it, it, I think that under the civil rights umbrella that that really in America, when we have a very pluralistic society, very diverse society, that we need to recognize that everybody has to have human and civil rights. And whether or not you agree with people's lifestyles is is um, really not applicable, doesn't matter. The bottom line is everybody needs to, uh, we need to make sure, that's why we have our constitution, to protect our rights from that perspective. And, and uh, so, we, go ahead. 
No, I was going to say we only have a few minutes left, Shad, and I try to always explain to people 30 minutes sounds like a lot, but I'm telling you, it goes by quick. I, I, I used to do that WLS radio show, and it would be five hours. And people would say, how'd you do five hours? I'd say, believe me, it goes by fast. Um, tell us about bringing the Arab-American community together, because it was divided. Uh, the one candidate, he's a great guy, and I don't know what got into him. I told him I thought it was the worst thing he could do. Uh, Rush Darwish, good guy. Um, I think he's on the wrong path, and I think people following him uh, are on the wrong path when it comes to the 3rd Congressional District. Um, can you bring the Arab and Palestinian community together moving forward in this district? Here's the deal. So I think it's important to look at who's running when you want to run for a position and and yes. um, how much support they're going to be getting and uh, if you want to win. Now, if you know, everybody has different objectives. So right. if you want to win then 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 you should look at the races that are happening. I really wish that he would have run for a different position. And he's a phenomenal right. candidate. He's I very agree smart with you. When it comes to politics, he really is. So but I bad move on his part. Bad for, political this, move. Yeah, for here, for this particular instance, I I I I don't know why he made the decision that he did. But anyway, everybody has a right to run. I mean that's the beautiful Yeah, it is. But in this case in this case, it, it kind of hurt our community because it divided, um, it divided us. It divided. I was very worried. I was worried it was going to take votes away from Marie Newman, who proved that she could win. And she won. He by only 3, got 5,000. She won by 3,000. Yes. Our community was deeply, in spite of that division. In spite, exactly. Yes. I, actually, our, our community, I know because I, I had leaders in the community from the conservative realm, from the progressive realm that, that sought me out and said, how can I help you? How can right. I help you? We want, we want to have representation and can, how can we support you? And, and that included people that, you know, ordinarily are again, very conservative and, and don't believe with certain, don't agree with, with other issues that Marie supports, but, but, but still wanted to support Marie because they, they thought she was the better, um, she was the path to victory. And I, and I think she's a great candidate. There's no 100% in politics. She represents most of the views that I have. I'm sure we have a few differences. Shad, we're at the end of the segment, and I, I really apologize. What's the website that people should go to to get more information on Marie Newman? So it's uh, marienewmanforcongress.com. And she Marie has Newman. all her issues. Yeah, marienewmanforcongress.com. Got it. And, Chad, and she and listen. Has all, all the issues there spelled out, um, really the most out of any other candidate. Uh, her policies are in line with with our district's policies. All right. We got to have you back on after the election to look back at how things turn out. Shad Malley, the uh, campaign chairwoman and spokesperson for Marie Newman, who won the Democratic nomination for Congress in the third district. Largest Arab American population in a congressional district eighth largest Arab American population and largest Palestinian American population in a congressional district. Shad, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for having me, Ray. All right. Good luck. We'll talk to you again. Um, this is Ray Hanania here at WNZK AM 690 radio. We are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to bring on Jeff Davis, uh, who's waiting in the wings, and he's going to talk with us about the 50th Congressional District between uh, uh, the contest between Amar Kampanajar and Daryl Issa. In that race, an Arab-American is, is for sure going to win and get elected to Congress. We'll be right back right after these messages.
Read the Arab News newspaper for the latest on the U.S. elections, the battle for president, and breaking news and unique stories on Arabs in America and the world online at arabnews.com. The Arab News newspaper is the leading English-language newspaper in the Arab world with editions in France, Pakistan, Japan, Dubai, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, and bureaus in London, New York, and Chicago. Join the more than 5 million people who follow the Arab News on Facebook online at arabnews.com. Kashat's Mediterranean Market and Shish Kebab offers a great array of your favorite Mediterranean meals. Meals range from lamb specialties, shawarma sandwiches, seafood dinners, and they offer special big trays of your favorite food, plus much more. Kashat's Mediterranean Market and Shish Kebab address is 32839 Northwestern Highway in Farmington Hills. Their phone number is 248-538-9552. That number again is 248-538-9552. And the supermarket is open from 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. Kashat's Mediterranean Market and Shish Kebab will definitely leave you satisfied. At Top Rehab Physical Therapy Clinic in Dearborn, we provide effective physical therapy sessions in order to limit pain and discomfort. Top Rehab provides physical therapy care for any diagnosis prescribed by a physician, and we regularly see and treat conditions such as stroke, TMJ, fibromyalgia, sciatica, joint pain, and more. We use a variety of pain management methods, including modalities, soft tissue mobilization, and therapeutic exercise. If you're in need of physical rehabilitation or physical therapy, get the highest quality health care at Top Rehab. Most insurance is accepted and we're open Monday, Wednesday, and Friday 8 to 6, Tuesday and Thursday 8 to 5, and Saturday 10 till 2. Call for an appointment today at 313-846-0555. That's 313-846-0555. Choose Top Rehab Physical Therapy Clinic on Michigan Avenue in Dearborn. Life's too short to be in pain. When it comes to reproductive medicine, IVF Michigan Fertility Centers are the recognized leaders. With locations in Bloomfield Hills and five other cities in Michigan and Ohio, IVF has experts in all aspects of the field. As a founding member of IVF Michigan Fertility Centers, Dr. Nicholas Shama is one of the leading reproductive endocrinologists in Michigan and Ohio. Dr. Shama has performed over 10,000 IVF cases and has helped thousands of couples fulfill their dreams of parenthood. American board certified in both obstetrics and gynecology and reproductive endocrinology and infertility, Dr. Nicholas Shama is a very caring, compassionate, expert physician that understands not only the medical but also the emotional toil of infertility on his patients. When it's time, get personalized care from Dr. Nicholas Shama at IVF Michigan Fertility Centers in Michigan and Ohio. Call toll-free 855-952-9600, 855-952-9600. And welcome back to the Ray Hanania Show here at WNZK AM 690 Radio in Detroit, Michigan, proudly sponsored by the Arab News newspaper where I write op-eds, news, and features Uh, and also sponsored by many other uh, Arab-American businesses, organizations, and charities. The Arab News is the Middle East's leading English-language print newspaper with editions in Saudi Arabia, Dubai, Japan, Pakistan, France, and bureaus in London, New York, and Chicago. Um, Joining me now is in our second segment is Jeff Davis, a national uh, election consultant with Victory Media. He manages election campaigns and uh, for Congress candidates all over the country. 
um, and he does a lot, and we're really happy to have him on here. Unfortunately, we can't get his video. Are you there, Jeff? I, I am. I, uh, that's what I was going to say. Uh, I do all these things, but I can't seem to yeah. get my uh, video going. <laughs> all right, well, let's, let's turn. It's going, but it's uh, it's Yeah, not, it's, uh, it's kind of strange. Anymore. I'm really sorry. You must be in a secret place, uh, you know, going through uh, election data someplace. Not at the Watergate, <laughs> right? I hope not. Jeff, I'm going to uh, turn off one. your video. I'm going to turn off your video then. All right. And we'll just okay, do the sure. audio if that's okay. So I sure, got to stop fine. the, let's see if that works. There we go. That way we'll get the uh, image up there. Um, first, Jeff, tell us a little bit about yourself first, and then let's dive into that 50th congressional district in California where two Arab Americans are running for office. Yep. So um, born in Illinois, born and raised in Illinois, uh, uh, started in politics in the 80s and went to work for Governor Thompson outside of Governor Thompson of Illinois, who was the longest serving and actually still is the longest serving uh, governor in the state of Illinois, uh, who recently just passed away. Um, but uh, been active in politics since then and gone from managing campaigns to uh, consulting with um uh, national organizations on you know different activities that they you know tactics that they do during the campaign and uh you've run a number of elections and uh i i you know you and i were talking about the 50th district i know that you kind of took a look at it uh the one thing we can say for sure about that district race in california is an arab american is going to win right that's about all we can say how does it look though to be honest with you, uh, yes. Well, for, first of all, you are correct that Arab American is going to win. Um, it doesn't really look like a competitive race, though. Uh, you know, uh, Cook Political Report is uh, famous for kind of rating different congressional dis- districts around the, the country. Uh, right. They certainly aren't uh, the end-all, be-all, but uh, a lot of people look to them to see how they're uh, – you know, ranking uh, the different districts. This district in particular, they have uh, likely Republican. Now, you just remember that, you know, Amar, you know, Campa Najjar is, you know, this is his second run in this district. In 2018, you know, he uh, actually put up a a decent race against uh, Duncan Hunter, who ultimately resigned in January and, you know, was sentenced to 11 months in prison for corruption charges. Right. So I think coming into this race, I think the Democrats were kind of hopeful that uh, Camp and Najjar could, you know, put together a campaign. And then Dara Issa just stepped in and, and decided to run in this district. Uh, and and Daryl has held office before, right? He's a Republican. Yeah, yeah. Camp and Ajar is been in Democratic. There for a long time and, and uh, retired and, you know, uh, has wealth of his own. I mean, I think, uh, you know, he I think he's pumped in five over, you know, almost six million dollars, maybe at this point, maybe more six million dollars of his own money, even though uh, Camp and Najjar raised, you know, a very, very respectable 2.2 million in the cycle. So, uh, I mean, this was earlier this year. But it's so a Republican I, district, you're saying. It is a yeah. Republican district. So you're district. saying it's a Republican district. Yeah. So Trump wanted, but, 
Trump won it by nearly 15 points in 2016. And if you go back to wow. 2012, Romney actually won it uh, uh, 60 to 37 against Obama. So, so the, this is the an uphill fight for Camp and being Competitive yeah. is is unlikely. So with the with the fight though, and we'll talk in the next after the break in a few minutes. We'll talk about yeah. the Biden Trump race and the battleground states. But this race between uh, Trump and Biden seems like it's getting closer. Has that helped Camp and Najjar as the Democrat maybe get closer, um, but probably not close enough to win then? Well, it's kind of, it's kind of like you know think about it this way, Ray. You and I uh, both live in Illinois, and we are uh, what they're considered a flyover state as far as presidential politics are concerned. And really, California is too. The only reason, you know, presidential candidates go out to California is to raise money. Uh, so I don't know. And it's know a big Democratic a, state. Yes, yes. So, yeah. you know, no Democrat presidential candidate in recent history has ever had to worry about uh, California, just like Illinois. Uh, the last time a Republican won Illinois, uh, geez, I think it was 1988. So George W. H. George H. W. Bush. Right. Yeah. So, I, the it looks like Daryl Issa, who has been in office, has been in Congress. Uh, I don't have his complete resume in front of me, but he's been very active in Republican politics in a Democratic state, but in a very strong Republican district. Looks yeah. like he has this uh, race. Kapanajar is Palestinian-American and Mexican-American. I believe his mother is Mexican-American. His father it was very controversial. His grandfather was uh, one of the individuals accused of orchestrating the massacre of Israeli Olympics back in the 70s. Um, now, that was before Camp Najjar, you know, Amar was born. So you can't right. blame him for that issue. But it and Daryl being Arab American, hasn't really brought that up. He's Lebanese and Syrian. And he. it seems like the two of them are focused on local issues in the district. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah, I mean, he... he you know, like I said, I think Camp Najara last time overperformed in the district by getting 48 um, percent. It's just uh, Isa with his his money and his history uh, is going to be tough to beat. Yeah, that's what I think, too. We're on the line with Jeff Davis. He is a uh, uh, election campaign and political consultant with Victory Media. And uh, he's helping us look at some of the elections that are coming up. Anything? We're going to take a break here real quick. But, Jeff, any other races that you think people should be watching, uh, congressional races, any big ones, um, oh, Arab yeah, or well, not Arab? Uh, well, I mean, I don't have any specific Arab ones, but I, I'll tell you that um, the money is flowing. Uh, Nancy Pelosi's. Super PAC uh, just two days ago laid down. I, I I didn't really total it, but if I there was 23 districts across the country where they started advertising buys, uh, I believe yesterday, and several. There's a few in California. 
they're they're all over the country, but there's 23 districts. There's probably about uh, you know 15 million dollars worth of ad space. It's uh, wow. quite amazing the amount of money that uh, that goes into these, and that's from a super PAC. So it's a, a Nancy Pelosi aligned super PAC that they just announced a couple days ago. So. Um, all right, we're going to take a let's take a quick break. Uh, Jeff Davis sure. is going to stay on with us, and when we come back from the break, let's look at some of the battleground states. And you know, I mean, uh, you've had a great grasp on which states really are most important. And um, but it looks like if uh, Biden can take, um, what was it, uh, Florida and Michigan, he could take the election. So anyway, let's let's talk about that in a minute. We'll go uh, sure. talk about the different states uh, that are in contention in the presidential race between Donald Trump and uh, former Vice President Joe Biden. I'm Ray Hanania. We're going to take a break and we're going to be right back right after these messages. Are you going to start a restaurant or a grocery store soon? Do you need floor plans and designs? Call Najee Abood at 734-744-9796. Do you want to buy kitchen and restaurant equipment at discount prices? Call Najee Abood now, 734-744-9796. New concept products and design, the trademark of kitchen equipment. 5% discount on all purchases of $75,000 or more. New concept products and design, new location, 31185 Schoolcraft in Livonia. Learn more at www.newconceptproducts.com. Call Najee Abood, الأكل الشامي الأصيل فقط بدمسكوزين زروهم على 28841 أرشد لك بفارمينغتون هيلز ولطلباتكم اتصلوا على 248-987-4609 That's 248-987-4609 دمسكوزين and catering جدنالكن الشام لعندكن When you're looking for the best in optical care, Dr. Imad Nakash is your doctor to see. With years of experience and thousands of successful procedures performed, you can trust your eyes to Dr. Imad Nakash. See Dr. Imad Nakash and his professional staff for your eye care needs. There's two locations to serve you. In Hazel Park, call 248-336-3937. 248-336-3937. In Rochester Hills, call 248-299-3937. That's 248-299-3937. And welcome back to the Ray Hanania Show here on WNZK Radio AM 690 in Detroit on the U.S. Arab Radio Network, sponsored by the Arab News newspaper where I write op-eds 
news and features. The Arab News is the Middle East leading English language print newspaper with editions in Saudi Arabia, Dubai, Japan, Pakistan, France, and bureaus in London, New York, and Chicago. Um, this coming week, there's going to we're uh, slowly bringing out the results of a phenomenal Arab News YouGov poll of the Biden and Trump race and how uh, the Arab world and Arab Americans view the election. So watch for those uh, results and that data that will be coming out this week. Next Wednesday, we'll have a program just analyzing all those results of the YouGov poll um, sponsored by the Arab News newspaper. It's always fascinating uh, to look at that. On the line with me right now is Jeff Davis of Victory Media. Uh, he manages election campaigns, uh, including for congressional races all over the country. Uh, I've known him. He's a great guy, and he's never been wrong. Um, so, you know, Jeff. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, I'm not going to ask you to predict the election, but I was just doing the math. And, you know, I know thanks to you, you and I went through this one time, but it looks like there are a number of battleground states. But if Biden can take Florida and Michigan, where the difference was so like less than one percent, oh, yeah. um, that would give him like uh, 30, 48 uh, well, delegates. Well, Florida's a big one. Florida's a game changer. So, yes. I, I, I mean, he, here's the situation with two weeks to go. The, you know, the Trump campaign is, is really trying to reenact what they did uh, four years ago. And they ran the table, to be honest with you. They don't need to run the table the way they did last time, but they're trying. So, uh, you know, the the big states, Pennsylvania, Florida, North Carolina, um, those three are big enough that they could affect. So if, if Trump ran the table on Pennsylvania, Florida, North Carolina – he doesn't need Wisconsin. He doesn't need Michigan, even though he won them in 2016. Ohio, you know, it used to be a battleground state. It doesn't seem to be. He's up uh, decent there. Georgia, you, you're getting some different. Uh, Trump won it significantly over five points in 2016. Some people say it's in play. Probably not. The one, yeah. the one uh, state that's a little bit different this year right now that's a little closer than 2016 is Minnesota, um, which they're saying is a dead heat, and that actually favors Trump. But the bottom line is, through the Pennsylvania, Florida, and North Carolina, if someone runs the table there, uh, the game is over. Yeah, now, Minnesota was a state that Hillary took. So that right. would be yes. a loss for Biden if yes. Trump were but to take e- even that. But e- even if Trump won that and, and Biden took Florida, it wouldn't matter. Florida, you know, right. just to think about the electoral votes that they have. Florida's a big dog. Pennsylvania's a big yeah. dog. North Carolina's votes. a big dog. Yeah. Yeah. And so if, in other words, so for people out there, if they're watching the election, um, they watch Pennsylvania, Florida, and North Carolina. If it looks like Biden is doing very well in those states and may win them or is leading in them, that's pretty much a sign that Trump is in trouble, correct? Yeah, and, and you know, the polling is, is close. Let's let's be clear. Uh, I think some of the polling that I look at, Pennsylvania, 
Yeah, I was going to say, you can't believe the polling, except, of course, the YouGov polling. But outside of that, you can't believe right. the polling when it comes well, to elections. Well, I, I mean, just to give you an example, I, some, some pollsters that I uh, tend to watch that uh, I'm not going to say they're, they're perfect, but right. um, Pennsylvania, they have Trump down one. Florida, they've got Trump up two. And in North Carolina, they have Trump up 1.5. Well, no matter how many respondents you have, your margin of error, the minimum is at least probably 3.9 to 4.9. So what that means is they're all within the margin of error. They could go any way. Right. So So the numbers and plus the turnout. Isn't there a problem with uh, polling? I know that you got to poll based on the delegates and the states. Um, and the weighted uh, vote of states rather than popular vote, because I Hillary won three million more votes than mm-hmm. uh, Trump in the 2016 election. And, and I think that Biden is actually going to get four million votes. Um, and I think those extra votes are going to come out of Democratic areas where they've already got the numbers and the delegates. It may not change anything. Does polling kind right. of ref- is that a flaw in polling? You know, because they're, you know, we're dealing with popular vote versus a delegate vote system where each state is weighted, and that's completely right. different. Well, that's why these national polls really don't mean a thing. When they, you right. know, they say, oh, national polls, Joe Biden's up by 14 points. Right. Doesn't well, mean anything, right? Doesn't mean anything. He, he might be, but he might, 10 of those points might come out of California. Right. And, and two, three of those points might come out of New York and then everyone else is equal. It's just uh, it really, as you said, it comes down to the states. It's very close. Um, it's it's a matter of turnout, you know, uh, and, and the question really is, Ray, is how soon will we know when? Right. You know, the difference is, you know, vote by mail uh applications this year because of COVID nineteen are through the roof. So and and what that means is you're gonna have a certain amount of percentage that are going to be outstanding come election day. Right. And, They're still trying to count them and receive them and, and right. number them. And, but but you're not surprised by the increase, are you? I mean there there the I know the left makes it sound like wow, this increase in mail-in ballots and early voting is a big sign that we're going to have a bigger turnout. All that means is there are a lot of people afraid of getting coronavirus. I didn't go to the, I'm not going to the polls this year. This is the first well, year I'm not going to go to the polls to vote. I'm going to yeah, vote but the, so uh, the by is, absentee ballot. Yeah, the elections changed this year. So in Illinois, if you voted in 2019, or 2018 in any any form they sent you a mail-in ballot application that's never happened so 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 they're pushing thousands of people huh so they're pushing it in other words yeah they're making it available to people and but it it doesn't matter does it but it doesn't matter in illinois biden is going to win illinois and it doesn't matter if they get 20 percent more votes in illinois and that's the flaw in this, you know, this uh, fear that, uh, you know, for example, the Democrats are pushing mail-in ballots. Yeah, it's going to work in the states they've already won. Is it going to work in a state like Florida, um, you know, where there's a big, you know, fight between Republicans well, let, let and let Democrats? Me get, let me use North Carolina as an example. 
So, because I think North Carolina may be the key. I think, because I think okay. Trump's going to win Florida. Uh, Pennsylvania still up in the air. Uh, North Carolina, Trump has to win. They've got a Senate race in there. Uh, Tom Tillis, that is uh, that is really close. But they, they're, they're uh, mail-in ballots. Right. If as long as they're postmarked by election day, they have up to nine days to get that return. So, so that one state that that might decide, yeah, that one state that might decide might take ten days. days. Wow. And if there's, I mean, election authorities will know how many are outstanding. Um, And typically, it happens every year. People just don't know it. But they right. usually the number that are outstanding are not enough to, to swing an election. That could be different this year. So, you know, that could that could pose. So nine days. What is that? Uh, November 3rd to November 12th. So, yeah, I mean, well, we're going to have a radio that. show going into it. That's why we're going to do an extra election show a week after November 3rd, because right. I don't think it's going to be decided. Jeff, we are right. out of time. And I'm telling yeah. you, 30 minutes goes by too quick. Um, what is there a website that uh, people can go to, especially Arabs who want to hire you to uh, uh, run can, their they election? Can, campaign? They can find me on Twitter at uh, J.D. Davis 33. All right. J.D. Davis 33. Jeff Davis uh, with uh, Victory Media and helping us to kind of sort through the battleground states and the weighted votes and the delegates. It's very complicated. So let's do this but, November 4th, Ray. Yes. Yes, we will do that. I think so it's going to be talk, interesting. So in two weeks, and let's talk about oh my god, what we don't, what we know, and what we don't know. Right to see what's outstanding, which states are outstanding, and yeah. which ones, uh, which way they'll go. All right, Jeff. Listen, thank you so much for joining us here at uh, the Ray Hanania Show on WNZK AM six ninety. Brought to you by the Arab News newspaper, sponsored by um, Jeff. Thanks, buddy. Yep. Thanks, Ray. Anytime. All right. All right. And uh, I want to thank all the listeners at the Arab News Facebook page. Um, So many people. We've had a great show this morning. Two great guests, uh, Shadden Malley, who is the uh, campaign uh, spokesperson and chairwoman for Marie Newman in the third congressional district, which has the eighth largest Arab American population in U.S. congressional districts and the largest Palestinian uh, population of U.S. congressional districts and Jeff Davis in the second segment from Victory Media looking at the election. I'm Ray Hanania. Remember, read the Arab News newspaper. Go to ArabNews.com, and next week we'll be looking at the uh, results of the YouGov poll. I'm Ray Hanania. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye-bye, everybody.